comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand. With me today is Mr. Logan Stump. Hello there. And I hope everyone's having a happy Memorial Day weekend, if you're here in the U.S., I guess. Hope everyone is enjoying the three-day weekend if you have it. And if not, I hope we can get you through your commute or your work day or whatever you may be filling your day with. Logan, it was a very busy weekend for soccer, as always. Just overall, not just stateside stuff. Mm -hmm. We had the Champions League final. We had the Liga MX Glossura final. We had promotion playoffs. Uh, We had Americans abroad doing things. So we'll be getting into all of that. But uh, how was your soccer-filled weekend here? And your just your holiday weekend, how was it? Yeah, I mean, it was long. It felt good to get at least today off because it's nice to have the three-day break. Um, yeah. And then we we go back in for two days. We have graduation tomorrow, so um, it's been a it's going to be a crazy it's going to be a crazy week just because graduation and then Wednesday's our final day, getting our rooms all set for summer, mm-hmm. and then heading off for summer, and then heading into England because um, we leave Friday. So busy week for me, yeah. but it felt like this weekend was just a. Uh, I don't know. It was like a continuation into this week. So um, while it was very action-packed with a lot of soccer, I got to see a lot of the games. Um, it was also uh, extremely busy because we also had other stuff going on too. I mean, we had Stranger Things come out. Obi-Wan was on Friday. Yeah. Finished the second episode today. So a lot of a lot of viewing and stuff, uh, at least on my end. So. Yeah, I've got two episodes of Stranger Things left. I've got... Um... I already recorded my Obi-Wan recap. That's up. I recorded my Star Wars Celebration recap this morning. That's up on the Pod Awakens. So, yeah. Been a busy, busy three-day weekend for me. Um, after this, I'm going to, like, my parents. Then I'm going to my in-laws. So, hoping I can finish Stranger Things tonight. We'll, we'll see. Because um, I also have some busy times coming up here as well you're going to england i got yeah oscar for people that don't know has a surgery on wednesday and mm-hmm. then uh the following week is like uh well the fourth i'm going to pittsburgh for a baseball game the fifth my sister's in town we're getting lunch the, the seventh i'm taking the boys to a uh, oriole game i'm off on the eighth 
Uh, so I'll probably be doing some stuff around then. Then the ninth, I'm seeing Jurassic World. <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> the 12th, I'm going to see Paul McCartney. So busy, busy stretch coming up here. So this this international break could not happen at the best time right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be slowing down on some of the MLS coverage because of that. So I think I'm just going to do the show next week by myself because there's not going to be a lot to talk about. We're going to talk some u.s men stuff of course but um what we'll be talking the june 1st game and the june 5th game so we won't even have to worry about nations league yet at that point oh yeah nations league. no yeah we have a friendly nations league starts for costa rica though our nations league starts on the 10th so i guess that's what i'm doing on the 10th then <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so busy, busy time coming up here. So it's nice for MLS to uh, have checked with us when they were making the schedule. So that way uh, we can not miss as, as a lot of games here. Are you going to try to... When do you go? Friday? Yeah, Friday. What time do you leave? Um, 5 p.m. Okay, so you're going to yeah. arrive like Saturday morning over there? Yeah, we'll be there Saturday morning at like 10.30. Well, we get to Dublin at 10.30 and then Manchester at 11.30. Um, oh, nice. And then we're going to head straight to York. Uh, I do think I'm going to be able to see uh, at least some of the stadiums, like not yeah. inside, like tour. But we're actually staying out by Stamford Bridge. Um, oh, yeah. So like That's north cool. of Stamford Bridge. Uh, also, we're going to go out where uh, Brentford play, um, out in community Brentford community. Okay. Um, and then we're going to be... Uh, near the Emirates for one of them. And then um, what else? There was another one that we're going to be close to. Uh, I can't remember who it is, but um, there's somebody else in London. It, well, I think it was a smaller club, but we're going to be near their stadium as well. So, uh, oh, Craven's Cottage too. We'll be near Craven's Cottage for a couple. Oh, cool. Of, like there's like that little, that's a little crowded area over there uh, near yeah. that section of London. It's like all the, the, the teams in the Prem um so here's what i want you to do make sure you get tons of video and make a vlog for the prime yeah no we can just put it on stateside youtube or whatever but yeah yeah, if you if you go to stadiums get a lot of video or pictures and we can put something together we're gonna be really close to leeds uh i thought about (laughs) driving over and seeing brendan but (laughs) bring me back a jersey with brendan (laughs) i know i was gonna i'm I'm excited i I wanted to kind of get i might still do it um depending on when I can get over there, but I might get a U.S. men's national team kit to wear over there. But I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say because Sunday they'll be playing at five o'clock. That would be like eleven, I think, <laughs> p.m. Uh, UK time. They probably mm-hmm. don't even have the game on over there, but you know, um, that'll be fun. I'll be updating you, I guess, on on how it's going. Uh, but we have uh, promotion playoffs, like I mentioned, Ethan Horvath. Came on for the last few seconds due to an injury to the to the goalkeeper for Nottingham Forest. And they got promoted to the English Premier League Logan. So we have another American over there if he stays at Nottingham, I guess. <clears throat> but there are two-time UEFA Champions League winner who've been kind of stuck in the lower leagues for about 20 years. Kind of like a Leeds United type story. They're finally coming up. I've done some, you know, like FIFA careers of them, trying to get them up before 
it's nice to see them back. So uh, congrats, Ethan Horvath. On that, we alluded to it to the Brendan Aronson. That's official now. I'm not sure if we talked about it last week or if it was official when we talked last week, but he's officially a Leeds player. And uh, Weston McKenney Logan linked to Spurs. Would that be a good move for Weston? Um, I think so. Like I, I, I think he'd do fine under Conte. Um, it'll be interesting though because. I know he kind of plays like that similar spot in which uh, Sun plays, so that that would be my biggest concern. Like he, Sun kind of plays like that weird like center forward Bruno Fernandez role where he kind of operates ahead or behind, right behind Harry Kane, which I'm not sure Harry Kane will be there much longer. So maybe I don't know, maybe Sun moves further up or they fall, you know, they go to a false nine or whatever it might be. But uh, yeah, I mean. If it's going to be a Prem team, like I'd prefer it to be somebody like Tottenham and not somebody like United. <laughs> I know that sounds strange, but I like what Conte can do. And I, I think that that would translate well um, playing kind of Italian style football um, and having Weston come back over uh, to uh, a, a team where I think that, I th- that, you know, I think they could use him. And I think, you know, the skill set uh, is tremendously uh, high. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I like it. I think Tottenham are going to be a top four to five team usually. Uh, but I don't know. It'll be interesting if Harry Kane leaves, then it kind of sucks for him if he comes over, but, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how, how does he play with son? Can he get, uh, you know, a lot of experience through Conte, uh, and playing well, um, and how healthy is he? I'm kind of torn on it a bit. Um, just because Conte had to be kind of convinced to stay. So I'm a little worried that like, okay, he'll end up in a situation where he comes over here, he plays and then maybe Conte leaves and then another manager comes in and doesn't want to, you know, like it can be kind of tough in that way. That's kind of just how it is, I guess, for when you're over in Europe anyway. So who knows, right? But uh, I'm hoping he just kind of stays at Juve, uh, but we'll see, I guess. We will see. We got some reports that Adam Buxa has played his last game for the Revs, Logan, and that he is looking to move to, uh, well, I don't know how to say it in French, but RC Lens. Um, so that is where he seemingly is going uh, apparently they were asking for 10 to 15 million dollars for him last year it seems like maybe he is going for a little less than that i, I saw some revs accounts count uh, like quoting six million but uh look you're, you're not gonna be able to hold him i guess he didn't play this weekend you know he's been seen over in Italy, I, th- I mean, over in France, uh, I think, making the move. So uh, I, I'm not really sure. Um, I think it might be done. I think we're just waiting for official official word here. Uh, but he is looking to try to make the Polish uh, World Cup team. So that's a good move for him, right? You think that that'll be a good move? Yeah, I mean, if he's trying to make an international club, I think going – to Lee. is that Lagoon? Is there are they in Lagoon? There are, are they? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's good for him in the sense that I think he's he's earned it 
based off of his play over here over the last couple of years. Uh, I will say it's very damaging for <laughs> the uh, the Revs. I was just looking. Carlos Heels, the second leading scorer, I think with three goals. Um, so they're losing Buxo, who I think even when he's not scoring, he's creating chances to where I think he's giving other guys chances at goal. Um, and I think he holds up play pretty well um, and kind of distributes as uh, a pretty uh, distributive nine. But it, it's like, does, you know, is that league too big for him? I think that's always a concern when people move from MLS. Um, how exactly does that fit? What kind of role does he have when he steps in to uh you know, maybe a starting, I guess, a starting position over there. He is 26. Um, he's just turning 26. So I think it's the right time. Like, I think this is the time when some of these clubs, you start to get a guy that's right in the middle of his prime. Um, and as he goes over the next couple of years, you're going to get a good player. Um, I think it's a good move for him. I think the Revs are going to get some cash for it. Uh, what they do with the DP spot now will be interesting. I don't, you know, I don't know. I'm assuming they knew that this was coming eventually. So then you and I talked about this, how many of the revs would be left um, come, you know, the transfer deadline. Uh, and that starts in June. So I think you're going to see even more of them start to kind of shuffle that way. You're going to see Matt Turner leave um, and head off to Arsenal. Uh, you're going to see Buxa leave. I know Bo's been rumored. Um, honestly, I could see Carlos Heel eventually moving on. Not right now, but um, I know he's a little older. But it, it is. It's a. I think it's a good move for Adam. Do it while you can. We always talk about this with the U.S. guys. Do it while you can. Like this is a dream for so many of these players. Um, and yeah, I think he's finally gotten to a level where he can do it. So good for him. Um, not good for the Revs. I think uh, you know the Revs are kind of scuffling at the moment, trying to find a playoff spot, and they just like I guess the Sounders are kind of playing. They're just not getting their footing. So it should be interesting. What do you What do you think? I mean, you like you like the move for him. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's 25. He's going to yeah. turn 26 here in about, what, 40-some days or so. He's got seven goals already for the year. He's got two assists. Uh, last year he finished with 16 goals, three assists. That was the highest he had had in his career. When he played in Poland in 2018-2019, he had an 11-goal season with three assists. Then he had a seven-goal season. He came over to the U.S. and had six-goal season, then the 16, then the seven that he currently has. So, like you said, it's probably the time to move and make mm -hmm. that adjustment. Um, it's just – I just wonder, like, what his pace – I'm not sure what his pace is like for this season right now. His XG for this year is 3.7. Last year it was 16.3 and ended up with 16 goals. He's got more than three goals right now, obviously. So I'm not sure if that's just a fault of New England playing poorly this year. Probably the case. Um, but when you look at the stats, last year looks like a big jump from any of the other seasons he's ever played. So I'm not sure which one is the real Buxa, I guess. But uh, I do want to say uh, Lens, uh, I know I'm pronouncing that probably wrong. Uh, have finished seventh in Ligue 1 last year. They had 62 points, which was four points short, Logan, of making fifth place, which would have been for the Europa Conference League mm -hmm. spot in Ligue 1. So, hey, if he can get them four, five more, six more points due to his goals, uh, maybe they can make the Europa Conference League, and maybe they can start making a jump up, but... Uh, you know, PSG won the league with 86 points. Marseille was 71 points in second. So a big gap there. 
Monaco was third and 69th. Ren was fourth with 66. And Nice was fifth with 66. So you had Strasbourg in sixth with 63. Then you have Len in seventh with 62. Lyon, Logan, finished all the way in eighth with 61 points. So you wow. assume they might jump back up a bit. And St. Etienne, of course, got relegated and had mm-hmm. all their fans storm the field. And that was, uh, they're a very historical club. So did Bordeaux get relegated. So, um, yeah, just kind of like the French League is in a weird spot right now. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he goes there and has a good time. Uh, I think it's a tough league to really make an impact if you're not one of those top teams. So, you know, obviously his idea is get on the radar. He's got called into camps before, but really, you know, make an impact to have a chance to make in that World Cup team and getting seen more by your coach by going over to France, I think makes a lot of sense for him. I don't like that league. <laughs> I don't know why. I like I, I have a hard time following it just because it I think it's one of the closest things to a farmers league that they have and it just makes it really be in sport. I, that's why yeah. I mean I have be in sport now, but yeah. The production value isn't great, right? For that league, are they the ones that like take breaks in the middle of games too? Isn't BN Sports the one that was doing the Afro, the Afcon stuff? Oh yeah, they, they did the yeah. Afcon stuff. Yeah, they like take middle like middle of the game breaks. I actually, you know, I know they do take breaks because I was watching uh, uh, League Do or how do you how do you say that uh, their second league, and I was watching a game one time. And they were just cutting in the middle of break, like corner kicks. I'm like, what? What? Why? Why? Really? For like commercials? That? Yes. It was really, really stupid. Yeah. Like when they were walking towards the corner and then I'd come back and the ball would be going elsewhere. I'm like, why do you do that? I don't understand. That's weird. I don't think I've ever had that watching them. It's awful. Could have been a Fubo thing. I Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't know. Maybe Fubo's like, ah, you don't need it. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's his stats and that's Ligon's tables. So uh, their top goal scorer for Lens last year had 12 goals. So, I mean, obviously he can make an impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can get more than 12. We've seen it before, but can he do it at that level? That's what we'll be uh, wondering about. But Lyon's top goal scorer, by the way, had uh, was Musa Dembele with 21 goals and they still finished eighth. Like, what was that? Let me see. Oh, they huh? so they scored more goals than Lens, but they gave up just three more goals and finished one point less. So I guess that makes sense. But uh, yikes! Yeah, Kylian Mbappe, twenty-eight goals last year, by the way. But we are not a league un podcast, so we're gonna move on to uh. Montreal's new crest, Logan. Let me let mm. me have time to pull this up. I guess I forgot to get this ready. Um, but yeah, they they have. We we talked about it last week. I think it was that they were officially finally doing that again, right? Um, mm. That they decided to rebrand because they upset their fans by changing it. Um, and now uh, they have unveiled what it is, and I'm about to share it here on the screen for the people who are watching, and we'll do our best to describe it for the people that may not have seen it. 
first thought, much better than what they currently have, right? I feel like the blue is a better color than what they're currently using. For whatever reason, that that snowflake logo they have mm-hmm. has very minimal blue, a lot of gray, and a lot of black, and just like I feel like a very darker blue than this. This is like I don't know, blue jay blue. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> How would you describe this? This is like uh, almost royal blue. I yeah, probably royal blue. Yeah, they yeah like royal blue, but like they, they describe. I got like their whole little breakdown of it. Uh, oh yeah, there you they go. call it impact blue. I'm assuming that's because that's the predominant color that the club had. Um, so they're calling it impact blue, but it's that it's that same blue that they've had since 1993. It's like that darker blue, um, which I I like that color blue. Um, the snowflake it was just strange to me. Like it didn't make sense. It was like okay because it's cold. Like I don't understand why the snowflake I don't get it exist. <laughs> um but I, I really like it like it's got like the accent over the e it's got kind of that french flair um which is a distinctive trait that they like to put in um their i guess their team name um but i like the shield i i love that i don't even know how they would pronounce that it's like fleur de lace fertily okay right um good good on your french but uh no, I like Except for uh, RC lens. I was just calling it right. the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like lens. Um, it's something strange. Um, but yeah, it's I, I like it. I like the color. I like uh, the blacks very subtle in it. The logo. Um, I like that little thing. I'm not going to try to pronounce that again. Um, Fleur de Lis. Fleur de Lis. Okay. Um, but I love That's it. Like I, I know yeah, I love it. It's way better than that other thing that they had and. It looks more chic um, than uh, I think the the older impact. One. I don't like the old impact one, but I know you do. Yeah, I put out. Yeah, I put out the yeah. tweet on Stateside Soccer Show saying that this is, I think, better than the Snowflake current one, but maybe a little bit more complicated than just the impact one. Um, and what I mean by that, for people that haven't seen it, I guess you have a circle. And then in the circle is another circle. And then in that circle is the shield that overlaps that circle. Um, it's got the fleur-de-lis in there. It's got blue and black stripes in the shield. And then on the bottom half of the circle, the big circle, it has the black and blue stripes that they usually wear on their kit. It's got 1993. And then in the top half, it says CF Montreal. So I was thinking you probably could have just done, I don't know. I hope, like, this is not going to happen. What I really want to see on the kit is just the shield. Just the shield on the kit, and then their logo can be the circle with the shield in it. But I think just the shield on the kit would look really good. Uh, But you know they're probably going to just put the whole circle. Everybody's doing circular logos now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, we had somebody, by the way, say that this was too basic. Um, I feel like the snowflake is much more basic. I kind of exchanged back and forth with them. They said that they feel the font is very basic. I can see that the font is very just, I don't know, like default when you open up word Arial or Calibri, (laughs) you know, it's just very basic. Um, but uh, you know, it's a step forward from what they had. So I'm just glad they have the right blue again. I'm, I'm hoping that means the, sh- the stripes are going to be on the kit again. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to that. 
you got the stripes in the shield and the stripes in the circle. Like, let's get the stripes on the kit. And I think it's a good move. This is what I wanted to kind of see from them when they said they were redoing it. I was like, watch them still mess it up. But this is why you're supposed to, you know, research before you do this stuff anyway. Yeah. Well, at least they were willing to change it. You know what I mean? Well, like, most people, for... by the way, are still asking for the name Montreal Impact back. So you think they yeah. should be maybe still taking some notes, I guess. But, yeah, I, you know, who who knows at this point? Like, crew fans tried it. They didn't listen to them. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they did listen to crew, at least, with bringing back crew instead of mm-hmm. it just being whatever they were going to. Columbus SC or whatever. <laughs> okay, so we got a uh, U.S. Open Cup here um, that I want to talk about real quick. We had in El Trafico, the Galaxy moved on. Uh, Quake slogan lose to Sacramento Republic. So now we got an LA Galaxy Sacramento Republic game on June 21st. We have Orlando moving past Miami on penalty kicks. Nashville moves past Louisville. Now we got an Orlando-Nashville matchup on June 29th. We had SKC beat Houston 2-1. And Union Omaha beat Minnesota 2-1. And that sets up an SKC-Union Omaha matchup. Omaha has beat two MLS teams to get to this point. You have the Red Bulls beat Charlotte 3-1, and NYCFC beat the Revs 1-0, and that sets up a Hudson River Derby for June 22nd. Uh, so we, we one of these teams, Logan, is going to be lifting that cup at the end of the year. I'm kind of pulling for the Sacramento and Union Omaha to lift that trophy, but... Uh, I know you're probably still rooting for your Orlando, but look, this is this is fun. A lot of these teams have not won a cup recently. Well, NYCFC have, I guess, but Nashville, Orlando haven't. LA Galaxy haven't in a long time. Sacramento, you know, is a nice USL team. Um, we have uh, SKC, who've haven't had anything recently. Union Omaha again is another low-level team. Red Bulls, it's been a while. This is this is a fun final eight, I think. What are your thoughts on these final eight? Um, I don't want Orlando to win it. I want Sacramento to win it or Union Omaha to win it because I'm always a big fan. Like that's what that's the way the I underdog. get some. That's what I get with Carabao, like or Carabao or FA Cup, um, any of those little cups that like or little teams that can get into the big cup uh games that i think uh, that's more fun for them to win it um so i'm definitely rooting for those two i don't know if they get past the other two teams uh, imagine but again, it... <laughs> sacramento republic lifting this trophy yeah. logan and going to the champions league right or union omaha like that is so much fun yes uh and I, and the other thing too about it uh, is that sacramento has had all that heartbreak so you know getting a cup for them i think would be huge um depending on what happens with them and um I, I doubt that anything actually comes to fruition with uh, Sacramento because it does sound like it's going to be Vegas eventually. Um, but yeah, a lot of heartbreak there. Uh, the Hudson Derby's awesome. Like that's an awesome draw for um, that portion of it, that leg of the, uh, I guess this would be quarterfinals. So that would be sweet um, to go see uh, if you can see that in person. Um, 
But then Orlando Nashville, that'll be a fun game. I think it'll be very defensive. Um, those two teams uh, tend to be or team tend to lean on the, the heavy defensive side when it comes to when they play each other. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, obviously I'll be um, cheering on Orlando, but um, again, it, uh, it seems to be the wrong time to try to play Nashville as they're starting to kind of turn a little bit. Um, but no, I, I'm rooting for the other two, uh, the USL teams, I guess. And then if they win that, uh, it'd be fantastic. I think sporting is very beatable. So, Oh, they are. And if Union Omaha has already beat two other MLS teams, let's mm-hmm. get it, right? Then they'd have to go up against, I guess, L.A. or SAC Republic. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine those two playing against each other? If Sacramento. Guaranteeing a team in the final? That oh, would be a lot yeah. of fun. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. But uh, I'm here's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for an Orlando win, a Red Bull win, Omaha and Sac Republic win, because I do think Sac and Omaha could beat Orlando or Red Bulls compared to NYCFC sure. and Nashville. So, uh, with the way Orlando's playing. All right, let's get Yeah, you want, you want Orlando out of all of it. Like, out of all those teams, maybe except Sporting Kansas City, you want Orlando. Yes. Yep, so. Those are the two you want to face right <laughs> you now. You want to play them at home. <laughs> you want to play Orlando <laughs> <Yes>. at home. <laughs> and I think Orlando is hosting. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um. All right, so let's go ahead and look at the MLS weekend results here. Uh, we'll start with the Sunday games, I guess, real quick. We had, uh, well, no, I don't know. I put, I put these in the order that mostly the video had for the goals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as I was refreshing myself here. Before we get started on that, by the way, let's talk about these kits. Should we? Yeah. So they're for a good cause. They're like something about the environment, right? Mm-hmm. But God, they're awful. They're so bad. Yeah. I don't know how anybody buys these things. I saw a lot of people buying them when they announced them. These are bad. One, they're bad because they don't like. I don't get the whole color thing with the environment yeah, thing. It. So maybe somebody has to explain that to me better. But it's jarring putting on a game login and not being able to instantly tell who somebody is. Thankfully, mm-hmm. sometimes the scoreboard is telling you what color they're wearing. Yeah. But I think from what I was watching, some of these scoreboards didn't have that. So I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Plus, all the highlights look the same. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm sure a casual fan turned on the Seattle game last night, and beforehand they're showing all the goals, and it literally looks like every team is wearing the same <laughs> – every team's wearing the same color. So you, yeah. it looks like you're watching the same game a million times. So I wonder if that confuses people too. Uh, it probably confuses people that are like, wait, I thought Sounders were green. What is mm-hmm. what is this? And then this is the worst offense. This is the worst offense, Logan. You can't read the numbers on either right. kit. Red on a blue kit, I couldn't read. I could read the white. So put a white font on the back of the jersey. The white kit. With the pink writing. I can't read the names or the numbers. I don't know. And I heard commentators complaining about it. I heard one of them say, I'm sorry if I misidentify anyone. Uh Because it's hard for them to see. Somebody scored a goal in that LAFC game. It was Rodriguez. Scores Mm -hmm. the winning goal. And they had to wait. There was a silence after they say goal. Because they had no idea who scored it. They had to wait for the close-up. 
that's the kind of stuff that hurts. And I, I get it's for a good cause this weekend, but isn't there another way to do this without them all being the same? Or why do we have to have the red logos and the red writing? Why can't it be white on the blue that sticks out? I mean, I don't know. This was, this was a mess. They do it every year now, but one, I don't actually like the look of them at all. I would never Mm -hmm. buy one of these, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just old man yelling at cloud here, but what are your thoughts here on, on this? I'm starting to think that they do it only the only thing reason I can think of them doing it is because they're mass producing them and, and it doesn't change. It doesn't cost you more money to just slap logos on it. Um, I think that is probably why they do it. I don't agree with the fact that they all look very similar. Like, isn't there a way to like color code them or something like that? Like at least make them their team's color and then you can have like whatever you want on it, but like at least make it the team's color. I don't get why. Like, I, I still remember last year I almost bought the other one, but then as I saw it in person, it's ugly. They're ugly jerseys. Like, they're very – like, the it's, like, blue and a weird orange, um, and they kind of went, like, lighter on both sides this year too. So I'm like, I don't get – and the, the white ones are awful. Like, you couldn't tell what was going on. It just looked like a bunch of white – t-shirts like people running around and like, and like you said there were so many highlights of people going and uh that person scored um let me get that name real quick okay that's that name um they only knew their players names like you had a hard time like that would have sucked as a broadcaster because you'd been like i can't i can't tell who that is um well here's here's something with it too i'm looking at it on the store okay mm-hmm. And let me share this screen here because this is what is inconsistent about it too. I don't know how who decides this. They're supposed to be red logo, red thing. Galaxy had white logo, white sponsor, and that yeah. was so much easier to read. Why couldn't we just do that? Same thing with LA. They had the the black flex writing for their sponsor, and you some know of the sponsors like Orlando's sponsors is like, in no. red. Yeah. You know those sponsors were like, no, you can't put that. You know what I mean? They're definitely the yes. That that's no. that's definitely what it is. Yeah. Especially with it being Herbalife, I feel like they were for sure like no, and Target like no, yeah. keep it white. Yeah. But I don't know. The, you can't read you, those you white can't ones. Read right it. There. I can barely read it on the store. Yeah, I, I can't tell you that. Is that the Sounders up there on the right? Who's that? This is Nashville. Nashville. That was- <laughs> <laughs> I really can't read it. I, I like what I like the idea of it, but like, can't you do it with just like, can't you do it like all year? Like, can't you just make these kits like their team's kits? Like, can't you do that? I don't get why. You know what I mean? Like, why not make their home kit this year like completely used out of plastic? Or, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Cause what they are, for people that don't know, they are, uh, prime blue they're called prime blue they're high performance recycled materials and parley ocean plastic they are made from plastics intercepted from beaches and coastal communities and shorelines i don't have no idea how you can make a jersey out of this but apparently it works like make them make them into their home kit for the year or something yeah, it's and you know what? Cheap. You know what's weird is I do find a lot of people that like these are the ones that like the weird kits, but yet all of these are the same kit for every team. So I don't know. To me, that's lame. That's boring. Is it all Adidas too? Yeah. You, no. I th- well, yeah, they're all Adidas kits. 
But I mean, I don't know if any other Adidas teams do this outside of here. But here's the thing too. I'm just a grump too because I don't like any of the the stuff they do for baseball. Like the, I'm not a City Connect jersey fan. No. I don't like I don't like when they wear the military hats. I yeah. don't like when they wear the, the pink hats, hats or the yeah. blue hats. I don't like any of that stuff. So yeah, the Fourth of July ones are brutal. Mm-hmm. Well, you they're know all, they're all red, white, and blue. I'm like, why? Yeah, why? Adley Rutschman gets caught up <laughs> and he has to wear that that camo hat. Luckily, he's a catcher, so he didn't yeah. have to really wear it at all. But for his debut, he's wearing a whole different uniform than what he would wear the rest of his careers. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that can get a little upsetting. And then now try watching any of these highlights again a year from now, and you'll be like, I've like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who is who? Yeah. It makes it very tough to watch. Yeah. Um, They're great causes, but there seems to be other things you could do. You know what I mean? Like, and I have to keep reminding myself. I had to keep looking up at the scoreboard yesterday mm-hmm. during the Seattle game and be like, wait, Seattle's – Wait, which one were they? Were they the blue? Yeah. I don't even yeah. know. Were they the blue? Yeah. I had to keep looking up and tell myself, yeah. okay, that's okay. They're this team. And when we're talking about growing the game, that's not that's not gonna help. But let's get to the actual games now. Uh LAFC, we'll start with this one. They beat the Quakes three to two, Logan. They come Quakes came from two nil down, by the way to tie it up before Rodriguez gets the winner. Uh, Ibobasi gets two goals as well um, as he is now at uh, nine goals for the season. Leads the team. He, uh, remember, got traded from Portland because they kept stiffing him out on the wing, and now here he is playing centrally, and he's scoring a buttload of goals, just like I always believed he could. Uh, and also, we're on like the hundredth pronunciation of his name because the announcer said it totally differently than what I just said. But I, I, does has anybody actually asked Jeremy how he likes to <laughs> say his name? Because I feel like everybody pronounces it differently. But I'm pretty sure I heard a Bobasi, but I, I don't know now. Don't look now, though. Jeremy Bobasi and. Jesus Ferreira tied with nine goals as the Golden Boot race is just heating up. It's uh, two American kids leading the league ahead of all these big-time uh, strikers that are going to be going elsewhere. Yeah. Valentin Castellanos beating him out, beating Chicharito. Take that, Mexico. Yeah, how many assists does Fiera have? Because I have one assist for Ebo, but I don't know. I'm trying to find it. Who, Ferreira? Yeah, Fiera. Who does he, how many does he have? He's got four assists. Okay, wow. I guess he would win it, but they have a bonus yeah. he listed first on MLS website. So Interesting. <laughs> Pretty sure you're supposed to put the person with assists first. So I don't know why they would do that, but... It's a tight race, is the main thing that we're saying here. Tight race. But just the spirit for the Quakes to come back from 2-0 down... And uh, he had a really great goal, by the way. That second, I think it was the second one. It was the volley or whatever. It was a nice one. Um, but they just couldn't hold on, and they finish uh, giving up a goal. Finishes 3-2, and that puts them currently... LAFC is still one, of course, but San Jose 13th place with 14 points. So two more, uh, one more point. 
could have bumped them all the way up to like eleventh near the Timbers, but mm-hmm. fortunately they couldn't hang on. So there you go. But you're right; they lead the league in goals at Bobasi and Fair with nine. Next best is Jerusi with eight. And then a whole bunch of sevens. I'm seeing sevens everywhere on this uh-huh. top team goal score thing. Uh, but yeah, uh, any thoughts on those two before we move on to the next one? Uh, the Abobasi goal was a good one too. Like it's horrible defending by LAFC, uh, but he gets one where it's like a cross and it like it gets to him and he volleys it in and it's like yeah, oh, yeah. that was uh, crazy. Um, but I don't know. I he's one that I too think that Craig uh, just kind of slept on. Or just slept on. Slept on? Yeah, there you go. Slept on. Um, it, it, he slept, he sleeps on him. He sleeps on Vasquez. Um, I think Jordy Mihalovic is now the one, too, that uh, is a big sleeper. Um, those three, I, I think, are bound to determine to make themselves known. Like, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, Jesus Ferreira, he has this kind of season, or he's had these kind of seasons in the past, and Jeremy's had better seasons. Um, it's the same thing with Eric Williams. It's like Greg doesn't like Portland or something. Like he doesn't like anybody associated or attached to Portland. He's like, nah, I'm good. I don't. I'd rather not. Um, but then he's obsessed with Roldan. on. So I, I, I don't know. Like he <laughs> likes the Cascadia region, but not the Portland Timber. Like I, I'm so confused. He's a big Sounders fan. <laughs> I'm so lost in all of it. But again, you can't call on everybody. I know everybody kind of fits into a system. But Jeremy is out there. Um, like why doesn't he just make these windows where it's like okay let's let's use some of these guys because there's some hurt people so like let's use some of these dudes yeah speaking of abobasi as well last year i mean uh 2019 he had 11 goals for in 34 games he's got nine and 14 right now yeah he had what's eight plus four 12 uh no never mind he had five goals last year split between two teams they had eight in 2020 in 18 games. So he's actually even outpacing 2020 where he's had 18 games, eight goals. He's got nine and 14 again, playing them centrally. It's a big part of that. So good for, good for him. Did you know he used to play for Charleston? Who, Jeremy? Yeah. Really? 2016 when he was 18. Yeah. I didn't know that. Five matches played one goal. Huh. That's pretty cool. Okay, and then we had the crew. Top of Atlanta, two Mm. to one. This one was in Atlanta? Yeah, in Atlanta. Pretty sure, yep. Yep. In Atlanta, and uh, not a good performance from Atlanta at all. No. Uh, Atlanta does get a goal pulled, you know, that they kind of pull back uh, one, but yeah, crew just it was like, like one or two minutes in this goal happens. It happens mm-hmm. really quickly, and that's pretty much all she wrote. Um, that leaps the crew, Logan, above Atlanta. They both have 16 <laughs> points, but crew now sit ninth. Atlanta sit 10th in the East. I'm just laughing at the fact that if you look at our predictions, FC <laughs> Cincinnati, Inter Miami, and uh, Charlotte all sit ahead of the three that we thought might have had a chance to not be there. So I'm just dying from the the idea that we've had those three at the bottom three. Um, and they're all three sitting. Sitting pretty. 
it's a tough thing to come in and be a good expansion team, so it's good for yeah. Charlotte that they're sitting eighth right now. Um, They're kind of at this... Charlotte's at this kind of lose one, win one, lose one, mm-hmm. win one, lose one. So I got my money that next game they're going to win one uh, is kind of how I have to look at it. But Swiderski has been kind of slowed down a bit too. You know, he had mm-hmm. four goals coming in pretty quickly and hasn't scored a lot recently. Um, But yeah, Atlanta really struggling at this point it's not management for me this is carlos balconegra this is how they've built this thing he got an extension he needs to go there's no way what we know now is that tata martino really was the reason for the success mm-hmm. frank DeBoer somehow came in and still won an open cup with this but then everything since then has just been disaster Disaster. I don't even think I can really fault Pineda that much. They've had injuries. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they've brought in enough good players. They're spending money. Arthur Blank is opening that blank check. He's writing as much as he wants, but he's shooting blank. The issue is that they're they're really really missing. They hit on Almarone, and then yeah. it's been miss 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 the rest of the time. And what we're seeing now, when, when you see Doyle or other people tweet online and they're sharing these stats, th- the people that we're bringing in for $15 million, $6 million, $7 million to try to flip later are not producing to the level that some of these young Americans or older free agents are. I mean, Kai Kamara has come in. He's been an old free agent. He's 37 years old, and he's scoring goals. I mean, I don't – you know, that's – it's kind of where we're at right now. Um, so I don't know how to really fix it. I, I would say what would go a long way is getting rid of Carlos Balconegra. He's kind of been, you know, the common thread throughout some of the issues they've had. You got to cut the fat too. Um, you talked about it. I mean, Santiago Sosa hasn't played much this year. He's got six matches. Um, you got Ozzy Alonso who's out for the year, four matches. Um, you got who's on, who's going to miss, uh, the season, um, seven matches. Uh, who else? Franco Ibarra, only seven matches. Jose Martinez, six. Um, so guys they bring in that they felt were going to have impacts just haven't had impacts. I'm looking. Miles Robinson's out for the year. Um, they bought in Dom Dwyer, who had a good goal uh, against Charlotte. Um, but they've got so much excess that it's – it is interesting. Like they haven't had much success since that first – uh, run where they won MLS Cup, so it's it'll be interesting to see what they do. Like you said, I think you know they've got to look at internally and say, hey, you know, this is a team that is not doing what we thought it would, um, and we're selling. We're going to have to sell guys. Um, I thought Arujo would probably end up somewhere else, uh, given a little bit more time had he not gotten hurt. I think that's how good he is. Um, Joseph is on. You know, I think he's on the decline. Obviously. Um, Injuries prone, can't stay on the pitch. Had a really good season or two, but really just hasn't been the same since. Um, I I would not want to be an Atlanta fan right now. Um, you really would have wished they were resurfacing after last year, but uh, it doesn't seem the case. And I think it's going to be a long road ahead. They got to be careful. We've talked about this before of mm-hmm. taking markets that are huge mm-hmm. 
And this was a surprise market. Nobody expected this to really work as well as it is. But they're not going to tolerate a loser. No. They get that they from all their other that. sports. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I do. I felt like that's where you're headed. Uh, but yes, you're right. They, they've never really had a winning team except for the Braves. Yeah, and right now the Braves are not doing no, so well. No. So be the one winning team there. Be the consistent winner. I know it's hard in this league. I get it. But I don't know. The Union are pretty consistently at the top. And they don't spend nearly – they don't even spend probably 10% what Atlanta does. So they have mm-hmm. to spend, spend smarter, and they have to – Fire, uh, you know, fire Balkanegra and bring in the action like somebody new, I think, um, or let the coach be more involved. I guess. I mean, there. I don't think Pineda was just a manager rebound that worked for that long. They did pretty well last year when they brought him in, and then, you know, they're just missing on some of these signings, and that has to land at somebody's feet. LA Galaxy <laughs> come back from 1-0 down Logan to Austin. All of these goals come <laughs> after the 53rd <laughs> minute. There was a missed penalty kick from Chicharito 4 minutes in. Yeah. But uh Jovalik, right? Comes mm-hmm. into the game in the 57th minute and he's going to have two goals to assist. He takes part in all four of Galaxy's goals and they win 4 to 1 over Austin at home uh, for LA, which is, which is great. But this is exactly what galaxy needed. I felt like they were starting to stumble again here. And uh, this is really, they got to get Jovovich on the field. I think more and not have them coming in in the 57th minute LA galaxy are up to fifth place. They're one point behind Austin who was flying high at the beginning of the season. So they're starting to turn it around a bit. Yeah, this is huge for them. Uh, we talked about it last week where they, they weren't scoring goals. Uh, they had 12 goals up until last week, uh, or this week, sorry. Um, and now they've got 16. They've got a total of 16. At least that's what FB Rep tells me. Um, but uh, Galaxy needed this, and Austin's a good team. So to beat them, um, and I know it was a dignity, but um, to beat them with dignity, uh, I think that was pretty good for, for the Galaxy. Um uh, Austin, a little bit concerning there. Um, a team that had been struggling. They just, uh, like that, like you said, they just came undone, uh, completely undone. I think it was the first, the next, the two goals that pulled them ahead were within like three minutes or four minutes of each other, I think, right? Um, it was pretty quick. Where it was like two goals that were very close together. So was it was two, uh, 53rd minute was Fagundes, 57th minute, Yolovich comes in. Yeah. Uh, Chicharito scores in the 61st. Yo, uh, assisted by Yolovich. Yolovich scores in the 64th. Yeah, that's what it was. He scores again in the 88th, and then mm-hmm. he assists Efren Alvarez in the 90th. Yeah. Those first two goals felt like the undoing. Um, I can't yeah. remember which ones were in succession, but it was just quick. It was so rapid, and then all of a sudden it was like everything fell apart for Austin, um, which they usually don't do defensively. Uh, they've always been pretty sound defensively since they've come in, and, and I know a lot of people have doubted their defensive prowess that they've had but i think they've got good players in those positions so i don't i don't know like it, it was good for the galaxy really good to get four um really bad for austin um but like you said i, I think they've got to get more um games 
uh, for the Serbian. I know he's played 12, but um, just one start. So should be interesting to kind of see how he slots in now. And I know Chicharito's up there, so where you put him, I don't know, maybe figure out something for him. Um, but, hey, they played together in this game, so yeah. I'm sure you can fit it in somehow. Kind of plays in like in behind, like maybe like a sun kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like a not quite a two striker system, but playing more as like a, a creative false nine uh, in behind. But it wouldn't be a false nine then; it'd be more of that creative midfielder position that's tucked in right behind him. Are you ready for some Austin stats? By the way, yeah, twenty four points. They've given up eighteen goals. Four mm-hmm. of those eighteen come in this game, so they were on pace for a really, really good goals against here also they have four losses on the season three of those in the last five games uh so they started off winning a lot even drawing uh, they only have three draws one of those draws is in their last five games so mm-hmm. they really started off with like six wins two draws and one loss and since then it's become seven wins three draws four losses um, you know, they have 24 points or five points back of LA. Now they're at one point, they were like one point behind and, uh, Dallas and RSL have mm-hmm. leapfrogged them as well. They've all played the same amount of matches. So they're at that last home playoff spot right now before they dip down to where galaxy Nashville galaxy and Nashville are on the rise. Houston is somehow in seventh place. Um, and then on the outside looking in, you have Minnesota, Colorado, Seattle, Portland, Vancouver, San Jose, and SKC. All right, talking about Seattle, who has a lot of ground to make up. They come back from 1-0 down at home against Charlotte to winning 3-1 in what was pretty much a must-win game for them. Mm-hmm. Ben Bender, the Maryland boy, scores first. Guess what? I just found out I have a connection to Ben Bender by the way um one of my co-workers brothers is friends with ben bender so uh, we somehow got on the topic of of that at this work event we were at and uh that was a lot of a lot of fun to to find out but they have uh so seattle have only played 12 games still so they're two behind everyone else They're at 16 points. If they win the games that they have in hand, that'll give them six more points. That puts them with Nashville with 22 points. So Austin and Houston. Hmm. You know, Austin's got to look out because they're starting to fall, right? But uh, you you should be worried if you're 7th, 6th, or 5th, which the Galaxy, Nashville, and Houston are, because here comes Seattle now on the rise. Rui Diaz, by the way, scored this uh, amazing goal uh, uh, on one of these. I think it was the second goal. Yeah. Gave them the lead or something. Mm -hmm. He's like dribbling away from the goal. He, Mm -hmm. then he cuts at the top of the box and just whipped (laughs) it in. It was amazing. But yeah, Seattle seemingly are back on the climb. Who knows? They've got three wins and two losses in their last five. They really need to turn it on. Their top goal scorers, Rui Diaz and Jordan Mores, both have three goals. And they also both just scored yesterday. So 
uh, they're they're going to need some more production when it comes to the ball in the back of the net. I'd be scared if I was the rest of the league. This is not a team that this is like playing with fire. This is this would not like you said, Jordan. I think you and I both are kind of in this feeling of they're they're eventually going to get it right. Um, and uh, I don't know, like the hell they could go add somebody else now. I mean, it, it's to that point where you start to add in some fresh legs, and then all of a sudden this team becomes even scarier. So. Um, Did I say three one? I think it was two one. Was it two one? I have in my notes three one. I don't know how I got that, but mm. uh, it just felt like a bigger win than I guess it was. I yeah. don't know. I thought it was three one too, and I would have not been crazy. But FB Ref has two, so yeah. MLS does two. Okay. So okay, so I was just crazy. All right, yeah. Go ahead. You, We're you both crazy. Um, no, but the three wins in the last five, three in the last four. Um, it, like you said, Rui Diaz and Jordan Moore scoring again. Uh, that's huge. And I, I'm just not convinced that Houston's a playoff team right now. Um, while they're playing well, uh, I think that that would be the team that if I picked would come falling back out. Because um, they've been up, down, up, down, up, down. They're also one of those teams that lost, win, lost, win, loss. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think the the top six are pretty solid teams, especially RSL. I was really, uh, I'm convinced that they just they have a good team. Uh, they just figure it out. Uh, Robin Frazier seems to have uh, everything going correctly for them. So, um, I don't know. It no, not Robin Frazier. Uh, Mastrioni, right? He's RSL. Um, why am I get? Why did I get those mixed up? I don't know, but. Who knows? Yeah, I think RSL and Colorado I just get mixed up all the time. Anyway, <laughs> too too close to location. But anyway, uh, I think Seattle. Yeah, I I wouldn't want them coming up. That'd be scary. All right, uh, we have Red Bulls who win four to one against DC. There's some great goals in this, by the way. Lewis Morgan's goal for the for the third goal for the Red Bulls was pretty great as well that puts the red bulls in fourth they've kind of slipped a bit uh recently as this is their first win in the last five games uh so they have 23 points that's three points shy of their crosstown rivals or cross river rivals i guess with nycfc who have 26 points top of the east philly has slipped to second with uh 25 points montreal has in third with 23 points and Red Bulls with 23 as well. So Red Bulls in fourth uh, is where they stand. And D.C., even with the manager change, Logan, it's not going so well. 13th place, they've played 13 games. They have one win in their last five, and that came in May 7th. They drew with Miami, they lost to NYCFC, they drew with Toronto, and they lose to the Red Bulls. And that is how they're going. And thankfully for them, Chicago Fire have been worse, and they sit three points above Chicago with a game in hand, by the way. So that's where DC is currently sitting. Uh, so Red Bulls rightfully stomp them because DC has been pitiful this year. I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't have fired their manager. Who knows? Or sold their best player who's having an MVP caliber season. Either one. Yes, Paul Ariola, who we'll get to at the Dallas game, but uh, he had a great game 
this weekend. Ola Kamara, by the way, still six goals. They wanted to get rid of him too, so they would have mm-hmm. six less goals. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking, but <laughs> it's kind of their thought process, I guess. Not much to say about DC except for I apologize to all DC fans because as an original 1996 team who was the class of the league, deserve a lot more than what you're getting. So hopefully it's been a long summer break. It's been bad. Uh TFC beat Chicago 3-2. Uh Casper Shabilko gets on the score sheet for Chicago. TFC were actually down 2-1 at one point. Pozuelo scored a great goal as well in this game. But that leaves Chicago, like I said, in 14th place with 11 points. TFC sit 12th with 15 points. Guess what? TFC is only three points shy of 7th place for a playoff spot. (laughs) That's how bumped, that's how jumbled the East is right now. And surprisingly, Inter Miami sits seventh. We'll get to them in their game in a little bit. Montreal beat Cincinnati 4 3. Cincinnati took the lead early. There's a great goal by my boy Kyoto, by the way, that should have been stopped numerous times. Uh, he got lucky. Uh, I don't know how exactly this goal ever happened, but uh, he got it in there. Uh, Kamara also had a great touch on the third goal that led to the goal scorer putting it away. And we also get bad news that Jordy Mihaljevic left injured. I don't know if we know anything about the state of his injury because he's supposed to be called into the U.S. camp. So it'd be unfortunate if he has to miss that. Yeah, no, there's not much. I, I figured with the holiday weekend that we wouldn't get much. But yeah, doesn't sound like we've got any kind of news, but. Uh, New England 1-1 with the Union. Gustavo Bo has a penalty. Minutes later, Ura scores. Really bad clearance by the Revs. It falls right to Ura, who has an empty net to just put it away. New England probably should have won that game. That was home home game for them. Orlando, home game for them, which means a loss for them. Uh, they <laughs> lose 3-1 to Dallas. Kara starting to get hot, starting to mm-hmm. score. Great header. Um, but that's kind of the only plus side of Orlando. Ariola ties the game up. Um, then there's some really bad defense from Orlando on the second goal. And then Ariola scores his second, the third of the game for Dallas was another great goal for him as he's got how many goals right now? Less oh. than less than nine because Vera yeah. has nine. Um, but he has seven, seven with two yeah. assists. So he's doing really well right now. Really well. So is Dallas. Dallas all the way up to, what, second in mm-hmm. the West. This is, this reminded me of Dallas of old Logan. This is the Dallas that you never saw before. This is yeah. that the... That were you know the Oscar Preya Dallas where they were mm-hmm. constantly top of the West and and threatening and what a great way for them to bounce back after two losses especially one to Vancouver and one to Minnesota they come back and get a, a must win game I feel like to help get them right back on the track and put them second so good job from Dallas they've been fun to watch this year and Orlando Logan what's going on with Orlando at home. Why are they always losing at home? I don't know. They're, and they play they play like really bad 
soccer at home, like really bad. I mean, uh, mental errors, uh, a lot of just uh, coming undone, like unglued. Um, and I think a lot of it has to just do with the fact that this just isn't a great team. Like this is uh, a pretty average team, I think, in the East. Like I think we're pretty average as far as, you know, five, six spot maybe. Um, four, five, six, very, really reasonable. But that's, you know, that's kind of where Orlando just sits. I think it's uh, a matter of, one, you're, you got a lot of new guys in, a lot of new blood in trying to figure it out. you got some injuries that are concerning. Um, but it just seems like we're never healthy. We never have all the same guys on the pitch. Um, and that, you know, that's a spell for disaster in this league. I mean, you need some consistency in this league to thrive. And Orlando just hasn't been able to find it. They just, you know, it seems like there's these spells in, in the season where we just go one or two months where we just completely forget how to play soccer. So seems to be the case here. Okay, how many home games have they won, and how many home games have they lost? Do you know? No, I have it in front of me here. So they've, I think won... they've won three home games and lost yep. four. Correct. Hey, look at that guess. That is correct. Did we draw what? any? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, they've only drawn three way away games. Uh, but they're a pretty even team. They have six wins, five losses, three draws. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty consistent with. They're gonna fall in one of those spots at the end of the day yeah. the end of the game but i don't i don't know man here's their wins at home montreal fire charlotte yeah their it's losses at home wins. are against good teams though well cincy who's been decent lafc red bull and dallas mm-hmm so, I mean, they haven't really had that many easy games at home yet, I guess you could say, other than the fire, which they did win. The last time they won a game at home, by the way, is uh, April 30th because they've had three straight away games before this Dallas match. They go back away uh, on June 15th against New England, and then June 18th they face Houston at home. So uh, the next best chance for a win at home is probably that Houston game, but then also mm-hmm. they play DC United in July and Inter Miami in July, back to back games. So we'll see how it goes with them, but they've they've had a tough stretch. But yeah, their home games have not been not been good. Okay. Um. Inter Miami beat the Timbers two one. Campania, right, is uh, mm-hmm. playing very well for Miami right now. He's got seven goals for Campania, and uh, Miami two straight wins after two straight draws. They only have one loss in their last five. That was to Charlotte at the beginning of May. And they beat Red Bulls last week, so they they beat Red Bulls. They beat a really bad Portland team who's three straight losses right right now to San Jose, Philly, and Miami. But they're in a playoff spot right now. We'll see if that is going to continue or not. I would say most likely they're going to fall out of there. They have a negative seven goal differential. I can't see them keeping it up. It's just that they've ended up in this point at this point in the season. But, you know, like the next positive goal differential is the crew and if the crew keep it up i could see them taking over at some point as well and the crew is only two points behind miami he's just bad man yep 
it's bad. It's like, really I, the I top four. It's really the top four is good, and then everybody else is not. Yeah, because I, I mean, uh, as well as FC Cincinnati have played, Inter Miami, Charlotte. I mean, Columbus hasn't been very good. Atlanta hasn't been very good. New England New hasn't England. been very good. Um, and then the bottom three are three of the worst teams in the whole the league combined. So, like, I, I do want to say that they that good for them for beating these teams, but also, like, I mean. I don't know. Like, I'm just not going to, like you said, the top four teams in the East are really good teams. After that, I think they're all very mediocre teams. Yeah. Kind of what we're at right now. Uh, Minnesota lose to NYCFC header by Kalins. That's the only goal of the game. Rapids lose to Nashville. Uh, 3-1 Nashville wins. Hani Mukhtar getting hot. He's got two goals in that game. Extremely, but yeah, Sapong also scored a very odd goal in that one. <laughs> but uh, okay, and then Whitecaps beat Sporting. There was a penalty kick that was a little nice, little Pananka chip. That was all that happened in that game. And RSL beat Houston three nil. That helps RSL get the third place in the East and leapfrog Austin. And with Minnesota losing, that keeps Minnesota out of that playoff spot or else Houston could have slipped out of there as well. It's been a very mediocre season for not just the East, but uh, <laughs> both, both conferences. All right. That's mostly all the games there. We get some TV deal news. It sounds like Apple TV is pulling out due to geo fencing. I think that means like we were, we were trying to have them only have the rights for mm-hmm. the U S and uh, because they have deals with other stations overseas. Um, I think Apple wanted them all kind of like the way that they can play these MLB games on Friday nights mm-hmm. in every country. Sounds like Apple might be pulling out and it sounds like it might be going back to ESPN Fox and Unimas with Fox taking less, <clears throat> less games. So we're kind of right back where we started. Good. <laughs> I exactly. kind of like CBS. Yeah. We could get CBS or NBC to get involved. Like somebody. Yeah, let's spread out more of these games. I think, but if they're not interested. They're not interested. I hope the Golf Channel picks so. up, <laughs> <laughs> which would be NBC. But... I saw all the golf people complaining, and I get it honestly. If you I have a, like, yeah. if I turned on Fox Soccer Channel and it was playing golf, I'd be like, "What is this?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to watch soccer. I get it. I totally understand where they're coming from. Maybe they could have just put, this is why they could have kept NBCSN. They could have put the golf mm-hmm. game on that, but then they would have put one of the PGOT games on golf channel anyway. All right. That wraps up the MLS action for the weekend for the international break. We do have an international break coming up. We got one game next week. <laughs> That's our game of the week. I was about to do the joke. I was about to do It's time for the Match of the Week preview. Match of the Week preview is where we tell you what (laughs) game to watch this week, and Logan's got it. The game of the week is June 4th, RSL versus Vancouver. It's the only game you're going to be able to watch. We got three games the following weekend. Uh, June 11th is Charlotte versus Red Bull, Nashville versus San Jose, June 12th is Sporting versus Revs. And then there's some midweek action. June 14th, Sounders versus Whitecaps. 
and June fifteenth, Revs versus Orlando. Wow, I won't uh, miss anything. You really. won't. You really no. won't. What you will miss though is the real match of the week preview. It's time for the match of the week preview. Yeah, international edition. All right. So what we have coming up for you, June first, seven thirty p.m. USA versus Morocco. I saw somebody say that Morocco is actually the first nation to, uh, to um, formally acknowledge the USA as an independent country in 1777. So that's pretty interesting. I like them. They're nice people. That takes place in Cincinnati at TQL Stadium on ESPN2, Unimas, TUDN. I think that's from 11 Yanks on Twitter, if you want to look that up. Nice. Uh, then on... June 4th, we talked about the Vancouver RSL. June 5th, we have USA versus Uruguay on uh, the 5th. That's at 5 o'clock. It doesn't say what channel this game is on. Huh. Hopefully it's on somewhere. <laughs> I'm assuming... I don't know why the website wouldn't have that. Now I'm going to have to look it up. SMT versus... Peru? Uruguay. I mean, Uruguay? Fox. Big Fox. Is it Fox? Yeah, Big Fox, Univision, and TUDN. Wow, okay. No, kidding. (laughs) Why would... Okay, MLS. You're throwing shade on Fox, I guess. You tell us where to watch the other one. Uh, okay, and then the uh, June 10th and all that Nations League, we can talk about that next week because those Nations League should be on CBS or Paramount Plus, whatever it is now. I almost said CBS All Access. It's been a while since it's been called that. But yeah. <sighs> what an exhausting episode. <laughs> talk about yeah. all that action. Yeah. That just happened. So, yeah, we got USA games coming up. We got summer friendlies coming here as well. July 19th, Inter-Miami versus Barcelona. Bayo. DC versus Bayern Munich. Uh, On July 20th. Minnesota versus Everton on July 20th. Charlotte versus Chelsea, July 20th. Orlando versus Arsenal, July 20th. And Red Bulls versus Barcelona, July 30th. So we got a lot of a lot of that stuff going on. All right. Well, that about wraps us up here. I hope everyone has great rest of their memorial day weekend by the time you're hearing this it's probably already over you're probably driving back to work you're probably like this is bad that's probably what you're thinking as you're driving that's what i'm gonna be thinking as i drive but hopefully we brought you some entertainment and kept you up to date on all the mls action and prepare you for the u.s friendlies coming up to get ready for nations league and more importantly get ready for the world cup that is coming up frighteningly soon Mm -hmm. about five months yikes five and a half months there you go i will be going to everton 
Arsenal, by the way. That's going to be in Baltimore. Going to that. And then the next day, I go to Red Bull NYCFC in July. Yeah. That'll be some fun-filled soccer weekend. That's in July. We're about to be entering June here in just a few days. So hope everyone is enjoying as we get ready for summer. You know what that means? It's going to get crunch time in MLS as the summer season comes in. We're going to get new signings, most likely. We're also going to say bye to some players as they leave their teams like Buxa. If you want to give us a follow, you can follow us on all of your social media stuff at Stateside Show. And we will see you later. And you will, you will actually, Logan won't see you for like a month, but I'll see you later. <laughs> Body in, it's gonna fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.